Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. This is Bruce Clay, Inc.'s weekly digital marketing podcast, and I'm co-host of the show, Mindy Weinstein, and director of training here. Now, we have to stop and give a quick word of congratulations to Bruce Clay. There is a very important reason why he's not here today, and that's because he's in the Caribbean on his any honeymoon. So congratulations to Bruce and Wendy, who just got married. Congrats to the so here's the <laughs> Very exciting. A good reason to miss, the pop, miss our show today, I would say. We'll give you a pass. So here we do have Robert Ramirez, our SEO manager, Christy Kellogg, a community manager and content pro, and Virginia Nessie, our content manager. So today on the show, we want to get caught up on the news. There's a lot going on. And we're going to be talking about the antitrust suit against Google in Europe. And we do care that Google is a massive monopoly. That's going to be the question that we're going to discuss today. And how does that affect us as search marketers and as consumers? So that will come in the second half of the show. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about PubCon Austin and some of the highlights that I came back with. So PubCon Austin was held um, this last week, and it, I think they drew a couple hundred people to the conference. They had an amazing lineup of speakers, and as you can imagine, because the conference was on April 20th, the hot topic was mobile. I mean, how could it not? <laughs> it was the day before um, April 21st, the day that we knew Google was going to um, roll in the mobile update into the algorithm. So mobile was definitely a topic among a lot of speakers, just talking about, you know, what do you need to do to be mobile friendly? You know, what are some of the mistakes to avoid? You know, is it too late? So that was a common theme among the presentations. But there was also, in addition to that, there were some other great topics covered too. So a lot of um, people gave some really great tips about content marketing and what that looks like today. Because here we are, 2015, we're already a few months in, and, you know, we know content is big. So um, there was a whole lot of great um, tips on that. One of my favorite presentations was by Kate Morris with Outspoken Media. And she talked about content marketing, but she took it from the standpoint of, you know what, it's about people. It is about people. And she gave some good examples of that. And I don't know if you guys have heard this, but um, there was a restaurateur who left a heartwarming note for a dumpster diver. It's actually what the headline had read. That she owns, this woman Ashley, she owns a restaurant called PB James in Oklahoma. And she noticed that someone was digging through the trash looking for food. So she actually put a note on her window of her restaurant saying, you know what, we are all humans. No one deserves to get their meal from a trash can. You know, please come back in and I will give you a free meal. And just that note on her window, she did it for a person. It went viral. Just that was a type of content that went viral. It was shared on social media. It was picked up by the news. But it was just a great example of, you know what, just watching out for other people, you know, that can make you go viral too. So there was a lot of great tips during, out, during PubCon Austin. 
PubCon Vegas is just in a few months, so I definitely recommend that everyone sign up for that event. It's definitely one of those. Don't miss it. Thanks for sharing that story, Mindy. You are welcome. And there was so much. I was trying to think of how can I recap the whole event, but I guess it was amazing. It was a great lineup. Tim Ash did the first keynote, and he's always great to listen to about conversion. Um, what that story reminds me of is um, kind of what's going on with the earthquake in Nepal right now. Um, I think that uh, we, we are reading a lot of headlines about tech companies who are kind of making big efforts to give to the emergency um, recovery fund. And, um, you know, it, the fact that we're all connected uh, online today means that we have this kind of infrastructure through the internet for, um, you know, get, helping other people around the world. I feel like it's basically technology at its finest, that we can, like, help each other and support each other through technology. Definitely. I mean, that caught my attention, you know, this week when I started noticing on Facebook that, you know, people could donate and it showed up in the feed. You know, I just donated. Um, and I thought that was pretty powerful because, like you just said, I mean, it brings us all together. It shows our humanity. And, I mean, what a better way. You think about all throughout history. There's never been a way to connect like we can now. And it's nice seeing it used for something so um, purposeful and something so noble, really. And it's also never been easier. Like, imagine 20 years ago if you wanted to donate to a relief effort. You would have probably had to have written a check and found an address and mailed it. I don't even know because... I was not very old 20 years ago. Um, but on Facebook, you literally just click, select the amount, and if you've made a payment for anything on Facebook before, which everyone probably has, your payment information is right there. Like, it's literally as simple as clicking the amount of money you want to donate. Um, so Facebook eradicated all barriers to entry when it comes to donating the money. I mean, it's just great. It's awesome. Oh, and also, um, if any of you are thinking of donating, Facebook is matching up to $2 million, so more incentive. Yeah, and, you know, there's um, there's definitely uh, a shared experience and a shared consciousness of people who are actively engaging in social media. And, you know, part of it is the type of viral things that Mindy talked about when she talked about the... Uh, the shop owner who put that note in her window uh, to give a, a meal to someone who was less fortunate. Um, but part of it is also these larger issues, uh, larger events that happen, like uh, the uh, earthquake in Nepal, like the riots in, in Baltimore. Um, these are all things that in real time now we can get uh, feedback and uh, interact uh, to a degree uh, with uh, the kind of the world around us. And um, it's, it's definitely a blessing. It's definitely something that in, in cases where we're able to donate and, and contribute for the folks in Nepal, it's very good. Um, it's also a little dangerous because, you know, um, we make decisions and we make comments uh, without having a full uh, spectrum of knowledge uh, that, you know, ordinarily um, someone, like if, if we had to read this in our newspaper, there would be a process for, um, you know, considering the information and, and checking its sources and just the editorial process that goes into journalism is kind of removed when it's this kind of instant gratification society where um, something happens, someone takes a, a video of it, a Vine video or whatever it is, Periscope, I mean, who knows how they're streaming, uh, and there is no commentary, there is no 
um, extra bit of editorial control when it comes to, um, you know, uh, what we're seeing, right, and, and whether it is accurate. And then our, our decisions and our comments and how they affect uh, the way the news is shared. I mean, all of it is an interesting kind of dynamic for sure, something that's brand new uh, because it's never existed before. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely say it's exciting. That makes me think of, um, I recently read that the Seattle Police Department uh, brought on staff to have brought on the payroll a uh, one of its loudest um, uh, antagonizers, I guess you will say. He had previously gone as a, by an anonymous uh, name and he had filed hundreds of public information requests to get the um, body cam footage and other um, filings uh, public, and and rather than you know kind of being uh, afraid of what being in the public spotlight and scrutinized would do, the Seattle police chief said, you know, let's kind of uh, let this go, and um, I think that. There's been also a lot of talk about police brutality in the news lately, and could more transparency um, really, you know, lead to a better situation? I think we all kind of agree that if, if the funds are there, if the money is there, we'd love to see all, you know, our police officers, you know, just have a camera. I think everyone would feel safer. And then, of course, maybe if we want to look at, on the flip side, we would hope not to have any... Um, be worked up into any kind of mob mentality about, uh, you know, right. having this power. But let's spread the power. I think that's that's great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, it makes a lot of sense, and it's a uh, it's it's a great change to our society, right? Um, the 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 advent of the smartphone. I mean, it's a revolution to to have that that kind of access uh, in our hands uh, of the internet. I mean, it's it's really uh, the largest change in my lifetime, anyways. I would say. Um, so it's an uh, interesting thing that we definitely need to foster and, and pay attention to. And it's just kind of interesting how, you know, we have digital marketing conferences and, and a big goal of those conferences and the people that work there is to kind of get this lightning in a bottle, right, and get this viral kind of um, element and, and kind of get it working for businesses and uh, help to get them to scale on this level. And, of course, uh, that's hard to do. Um, so much of it is organic uh, when it really works anyways. Um, but there are definitely examples out there of, of folks uh, being able to replicate it and uh, doing a pretty good job of it. And what the mom on social media shutting down her son's attempt at rioting and that sign on the window have in common is they were completely organic. Like, nobody was trying to manipulate anything, I assume, and it just happened, and it was like a real moment, and people like to see those things. I guess I would agree. I would definitely agree. And I think a lot of this, too, like when things go viral or, you know, there's these horrible natural disasters, you know, when you see things like that, you it doesn't feel so far away. You don't feel so far removed from what's going on, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that's happening, but you feel, again, you feel that responsibility, you feel that connection, you're drawn to it. So I think that's where a lot of this does go viral and where we are with these natural disasters we want to help because, Again, we do see the pictures, we do see the videos, we see people that we know that are jumping in and contributing and doing what they can, and it makes you want to do that as well. Does it feel exploitative to put on our marketer's hat for a second and say, like, Google and Facebook are both in the news right now for their people finders and Facebook for its matching funds as well as Apple, so 
maybe if you see um, an opportunity like this that something that touches your heart then that that could be that kind of lightning in a bottle that that Rob was talking about right okay we will take a break but when we come back we'll look at an international news story that's been giving search marketers a bit of a drama to follow um, there's updates every day about the antitrust suit against Google and Google in Europe and how that filing is about to hit any time Stick around for more SEM Synergy. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. So this week we've emerged from the all-encompassing coverage of mobile get-in, enough that we can look at some of the other news happening in the search technology industry. Um, Let's start with the renewal of Yahoo and Bing's Search Alliance. I thought this was interesting because when the partnership first happened five years ago, it was all big news. Um, looking back five years later, how did, this partner, how did this partnership affect search and our work as search marketers? Rob, I guess I'd turn to you. Do you think that uh, since Yahoo and Bing partnered up and Yahoo was able to save some of its resources on the crawl and all in its index, mm-hmm. has it strengthened Bing? you see Bing investment in search engine marketing going up? I mean, I think that's generally happening at an incremental pace and probably a lot slower than they would like. Um, you know, we deal with clients every day uh, who obviously do business uh, on all the search engines and they get revenue from all of them. Um, but invariably, it is uh, such a small percentage in Yahoo and Bing um, that, uh, you know, it's, 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 they've got their work cut out for them, let's put it that way, you know. Part of what we're talking about this segment is also obviously Google and, and uh, are they a monopoly, right? And there, there's questions with the um, European Trade Commission and, and whether uh, or not uh, Google is being unfair in its practices. But certainly uh, when people, uh, it's part of the lexicon, you know, when people go to look for something, they go to Google, it's just the way it is. I think being in Yahoo stand a much better chance to carve a niche for themselves and, and maybe dominate across a certain vertical or for a certain type of search. I think Yahoo's trying to go that route with local search. Um, and Yahoo just doesn't have any kind of seat at the table at this point. So I think really, you know, sitting next to Big Brother is kind of the, their best shot at having a voice. Um, I think they'd love nothing better than to be able to break those ties and break those chains. But, um, you know, they really don't have the, the, um, 
you know, they don't have the, the visibility um, or the strength really to go off on their own. So it makes sense for them to partner with Bing, use their index, um, kind of mimic their search results until uh, they can kind of uh, build their own products and, and their own reputation in the market. So then is it any surprise that Microsoft, we've just learned, is one of the people who filed a complaint against Google in the EU? Yeah, it's not a surprise at all, right? I mean, I think um, the writing's been on the wall. The U.S., uh, you know, the FTC, I think, has been investigating Google as well here. Um, they're not as far along as the European Trade Commission is, as um, the, the EU, um, and they're, they're obviously building a pretty strong case. Um, and if you read some of the insights from some of these reports, um, it's, it's interesting to see the type of things uh, that they got access to, communications, internal communications amongst Google, uh, about how they make their decisions, uh, what it is that they're paying attention to, the type of data that they have access to, especially when it comes to um, the, the specific verticals and the traffic that they're sending to their most successful competitors like Amazon and Yelp um, and how they can uh, step into that market and into that space to try and get a piece of that pie. Uh, and it's a pretty big pie. I guess that's the point. Um, and obviously, Google is going to continue to design solutions and, uh, you know, put their um, their two cents into things like travel and finance and hotels and restaurants and local listings. I mean, this is all stuff that makes perfect sense for them. Uh, it's part of the reason that they're going so hard on mobile is because they want to remove the uh, the need for someone to have be tied to a desk to do searches. They want it to be a more of a real-time type of interaction. Um, so not a surprise that someone like Microsoft is, uh, you know, one of the ones levying complaints. Um, uh, you know, Google's not making friends out there, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes and if anything actually comes of it. It's interesting. Well, it's, Go ahead, Mary. Go ahead. I was just going to say what you said about them not making friends is because they don't have to make friends. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing right now. I mean, they're Google and as long as they're still doing a good job of giving us good results when we search, and whether that's on our phone, whether that's on our desktop, I know we're going mobile, we're still going to use them as consumers, as users. We're still going to go to Google. And as long as Google can do that, they're still going to have this huge market share. I, you know, I'm not surprised that some of the others, you know, you mentioned Microsoft was one of the ones that um, had the complaints. You know, Yelp did, same with Expedia. I mean, that's definitely not surprising. But... It'll be interesting to see what happens with Google, but they are focusing, like you said, Rob, more on mobile and even with their devices. And that was another thing that's been talked about recently, too, in the news, is that you know, Google has its own devices. They are trying to make it more of a better experience for people so that Google is the go-to for everything. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, too. But go ahead, Christy. I didn't mean to jump in there ahead of you. Ahead of you. Oh, no, I think I was just going to say um, it's interesting. Well, okay, first, it totally makes sense that Microsoft would complain, but it's also ironic because um, they had an antitrust lawsuit years ago, and they had to pay $3 billion, so they have no empathy or sympathy for Google at all. <laughs> okay, well, take, how about this for Google doesn't have to make friends? Uh, I read this week that... Uh, Google uh, is going to be making an investment. Like, they, you know, they spun out some organization, some, like, .org or whatever, uh, that's, that's going to be, like, a, investing in, the eight ma in eight major European 
media organizations putting $160 million towards these news publications. Um, I smell conflict of interest <laughs> if you're a European news organization and Google's got you in their pocket. So you don't need to make friends, especially if you control the media. <laughs> no, you don't. You can control what they say, too. And that's, then furthermore, that's they hadn't heard that yet. Furthermore, Google just released or announced or opened up invitations for a cell phone wireless service. So not only do they make the phones, but now they want to be your cell phone network provider. So let's just, you know, give up everything to Google. <laughs> Does it matter? I mean, if the service is good and if their motto is do no evil, then... Uh... Right. And the question is, though, is are they keeping to that motto, you know? Um I mean, yeah, Google's got their hands in everything, you know. I mean, they, they bought um, Next. They're, they're trying to um, get into the responsive home and wiring you know, people's entire homes. They have um, the, the fast Internet speeds now available, um, fiber optic um, Internet connections that they're going to be offering for free to people. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely uh, spreading their wings and, and making sure that uh, no matter where you go, uh, they're going to be there, and I guess that's uh, kind of a, a smart goal. And I just diversify themselves and get involved in a lot of different avenues helps to increase their revenue potential, anyways, and doesn't limit it to just what they can make on advertisements on on SERPs. But um, yeah, I mean, the the question is, uh, does this put does this uh, make everything kind of an uneven playing field? Everything kind of skewed towards Google. There's no doubt about it. I think it has been an uneven playing field, though, for, I mean, a long time. So it's just it's getting more uneven. They're strengthening their position. But, I mean, they definitely had the monopoly for a while. Think back to the day. I mean, we, we use Google. I'm going to Google something. I mean, we use it as, as that term. We've been doing that forever. You know, I can't remember a time before Google at this point, and my mind's foggy to remember that there were other search engines that were a go-to before Google. So, I mean, they're just going to get stronger and stronger. It's a little little weirded out about the idea of them, like, being totally wired into Google and having, like, everything in my house go to Google. That's a little unnerving to me, so we'll see. Um, Rob, before we were recording, you mentioned some of these uh, communications that have been shared or leaked or something. Yeah, so there, there was a lot of discovery, obviously, in uh, the, um, the European uh, Trade Commission's... Uh, you know, when they were researching whether or not to file suit against Google. So they subpoenaed a lot of records. They got access to a lot of internal communications, emails, um, documents, um, you know, reports that went, went around in Google. And, and like I said, the main thing that I pulled from it was just the amount of intelligence and data that Google had specifically not just for the people that were searching on Google, but the amount of traffic that they were sending to those major, major competitors. Interestingly enough, the people involved in a lot of instances in uh, being the complainants against Google, right? People like Yelp and Expedia. Um, just how much traffic they're sending that way. Um, what uh, a, a minor change to the SERP would would mean to that amount of traffic that's headed that way and how much uh, of that uh, traffic that Google could control uh, by making these changes. I mean, it's all very calculated stuff. Um, they uh, know exactly what they're doing uh, whenever they change anything uh, on uh, their SERP. And, um, 
you know, uh, goes without saying, right? You would assume as much. I mean, I, I think Google's, the amount of data that they have about the searching public um, and just the way they interact on a SERP level um, is remarkable, right? And, and they give us some of that data, Google Instant, um, and uh, obviously whenever they make a change in the SERP, um, you have to assume that it, it, a lot of research has gone into it, a lot of data on the back end. Um, user intent, you know, and we've talked about this a lot in our blog and written articles about it and how the plural form of a term usually indicates that someone's making a transaction and they're interested in purchasing something, while the singular form of a term, especially in e-commerce uh, or traditional e-commerce queries, would indicate that they're doing research. I mean, these are types of things that uh, speak to behavior and, and the psychology of individuals. Uh, and there are a lot of smart people at Google, so they're able to reverse engineer this stuff and get a real clear idea of uh, exactly what it is that their customers are looking for and how to maximize their profit. Because at the end of the day, that's what they're trying to do, right? I mean, they're, they're a business. Uh, and like Bruce always says, follow the money. You know, it makes sense that Google's trying to make money. Uh, so, uh, you know, we always have to look at their motives. There's no doubt about it. So uh, we'll just have to continue to watch this story as it unfolds because once the charges are in place, I'm sure we'll start to hear some of the defense and arguments. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting for all of us in this, this industry and even just, you know, as consumers of technology. Um, this is covered as well as a lot of other news uh, stories. Um, little quick hits if you want to keep up to date on technology and search industry on our fresh off the presses april seo newsletter check that out by going to bruceclay.com newsletter and thanks again for listening to sem synergy this has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm the world's largest business to business radio and podcast network we welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.